Hello, and welcome to the Lemon Tree Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Allison Sukameli. Each week, I'll be taking the science of positive psychology, adding a little humor, and through evidence-based research, provide you with tools and strategies to help you live a life of peace and purpose. In this episode, I'll be talking about Thanksgiving activities for the classroom and dinner table and why we react so strongly to celebrity deaths. But first, teachers, counselors, admin, and anyone in search of some free self-care tips, lesson plans, and organizers, check out my shop on TPT called The Lemon Tree by AKS. Again, that's teacherspayteachers.com, and my shop name is The Lemon Tree by AKS. Okay, let's get into this week's episode. Welcome back to another episode of the Lemon Tree Coaching Podcast, or TLT for short. This week's episode is really a mini episode to front load you with some activities for the classroom or dinner table talks as we approach the holidays. I'm actually recording this episode on Halloween, so by the time this airs, I hope everyone had a safe and happy Halloween. And I can't believe we are already full swing into the holiday season. With that said, Thanksgiving is just around the corner and I wanted to share some activities that teachers can do with students as well as some dinner table conversation starters and family-friendly activities for the break. The first activity I do with my students just before Thanksgiving break or fall recess. This one is, of course, borrowed from one of my all-time favorite shows, Friends. This one is a little sad to mention with the recent passing of Matthew Perry, and I get a little choked up every time Chandler Bing makes me laugh, which is every five seconds when he's on screen. At my house, that's usually every evening as I'm winding down. And the Friends Thanksgiving episodes are a time-honored tradition in my house on Thanksgiving, which is what led to the following activity in the classroom and with family. The activity that I like to have my students do comes from the episode in which Ross can't remember all 50 states. The full episode is actually called The One Where Chandler Doesn't Like Dogs, which is Season 7, Episode 8. Ross drives himself crazy when he can't name all 50 states in a simple game. And there's a lot of other stuff going on too, like Tag joining the friends for Thanksgiving dinner and Joey accidentally revealing Rachel's crush on him. And if you just want to see the States game, you can view the clip in the introduction of this episode in the show notes or find it easily on YouTube or embedded in the free lesson plan in TPT. The activity is really simple. You have to name all the states in six minutes. I introduce this challenge to students via the video clip and I make sure to cover the maps in my classroom. We all do the six-minute challenge together, and I've found that the high school students that can do this in six minutes have learned a song in elementary school that they still remember. And as we know, listening to and performing music reactivates areas of the brain associated with memory, reasoning, speech, emotion, and reward. I was not aware of this state song until last year when I did this activity in my classroom, but the students who had learned the song years ago still remembered. And after the six-minute activity, I have students retry the activity with an unlimited amount of time, and even then the task is difficult, as shown by Ross in the Friends clip. This is a fun activity to do right before fall break, and most students will spend the class period trying to 
list all 50 states. It's also fun to encourage them to try it at home with family and friends over the break and report back when they return. You can download this activity for free from my shop at teacherspayteachers.com. My shop name is The Lemon Tree by AKS. And another time-honored activity that can be done in the classroom or at home is called Set the Table for a Feast Activity. Students can design a table setting and invite any guests, dead or alive, to their dinner. You can add a writing element to this activity in the classroom in which you have students explain why they are inviting each guest and why they have seated them at their table next to particular guests. There are also many variations to this activity that you can find online or create your own. And depending on what class you teach, you can limit the guests to literary figures, scientists, psychologists, mathematicians, or whatever the case may be, or give students free range to select from a variety of categories. You can add an additional element if you have time and have students create a menu and shopping list for those items. You can even give them a budget and select linens and dinnerware for their event. They could even design an invitation. It just depends how far you want to take the activity, but students seem to enjoy this one as well. And before I close out this mini episode, I want to double back to the topic of celebrity deaths and why some of us, like myself, have strong reactions to the passing of a celebrity. There's a great Reader's Digest article called A Psychologist Explains Why We React So Strongly to Celebrity Deaths by Claire Gillespie from November of last year that says, do not let anyone make you feel bad about being affected by the death of a celebrity. Mental health experts say this is normal and natural. And in the article, psychotherapist Tom Kirsting explains that celebrities such as actors, athletes, and musicians can leave a lasting mark on people. We don't personally know these celebrities, but there's no doubt that their work can leave a positive imprint on our minds and memories. An actor's death can bring back memories of a movie he or she did, triggering memories from that time in your own life. My personal example would be that of Kobe Bryant. I remember a spring long ago, I even think it may have been around Easter, but I had recently gotten the news that someone close to me, whom I loved very much, had committed suicide, and I was, of course, devastated. I was at my parents' house, and a friend invited my brother and I to go to a Lakers game in a private suite, which was awesome. We went to the game in the height of the Kobe and Phil Jackson years and had a great time. Cut to years later, January 26, 2020 to be precise, when Kobe, his daughter, and other passengers perished in a helicopter crash in Calabasas, California. I was a new professor teaching an online positive psychology course at Pepperdine University only a few weeks in, and several of my students had a clear view of the crash site from their apartments and were very devastated as well. The next day, I had to be at a staff development for my high school teaching job, and the location of the training that year just happened to be at the high school that I attended with the person who took their own life. So my links in this case are the suicide, great times at Staples Center with Kobe, Kobe's death triggering those memories, and the staff development at the school I attended with the person that I loved. 
I remember a lot of teachers from the district wearing Lakers colors, and someone who was in charge of the trainings asked why everyone was wearing purple. I remember looking at him like he was a moron and telling him because of Kobe's death, and his response was, oh, that's why? Ironically, my personal loss and Kobe are buried in the same cemetery, so this loss was very triggering and snaps me back directly to these times, including my first weeks as a professor at Pepperdine. And if Matthew Perry's death or the death of any celebrity has you grieving or struggling with the news, no need to feel ashamed or allow people to make fun of you. This is common, normal, and natural to feel this way. It's like a little piece of us died too. And sadly, Perry's book, Friends, Lovers, and the Big Terrible Thing, a memoir, is sitting in my unread stack, possibly next in line, but now it's going to hit a little different, as well as some of my favorite Friends episodes. I think I've finally, really, and truly reached the age at which I have a true and full understanding of the saying, life is short, and indeed it is. I'm really trying to appreciate people and be mindful of how I spend my time and who gets to take up space within that time. All of that can be a rough road, especially when it comes to dealing with other people. We all have our stuff and so do they, and sometimes their stuff becomes our stuff, even if unintentionally. But if you are finding it challenging to cope in the wake of a celebrity death, Kirsting recommends two things. First, try to focus on the positives that the celebrity brought to your life. Even though the passing is really sad, try to remember the happy experiences this person brought into your world, be it through film, a song, a television show, or sporting event. Reminisce on the experiences you shared with family and friends related to this individual, and hopefully that will make you smile a little and have gratitude for the gifts this person unknowingly bestowed in your life. Kirsten gives some personal examples in the Reader's Digest article if you are interested. And Kirsten's second tip is just because you can't explain your grief or your friends or family can't understand it, that doesn't mean that your feelings aren't a valid response. Everyone grieves in their own way, connects to different experiences in their own way, and processes life events in their own way, death being one of them. There is not one way to grieve for loss. What works for one person will not necessarily work for another. And Kirsten goes on to say, we're often brought up to compartmentalize sadness and feel that we should mourn in a certain way, but grief is different for everyone. So for more details on this topic, check out the article, A Psychologist Explains Why We React So Strongly to Celebrity Deaths from Reader's Digest. And please note, if you are really struggling, please seek the help of a professional. This sort of thing does not fall into my coaching domain, so I'm not who you want for this. But an important resource is 988lifeline.org, which provides 24-7 free and confidential support for people in distress, prevention and crisis resources for you or your loved ones, and best practices for professionals in the United States. You can visit the website or simply dial 988 for help. 
And if you are a teacher, administrator, or anyone who wants to promote or bring awareness to the Lifeline logo, the website 988lifeline.org has media resources, including logos and ribbons in English and Spanish, that you can download for free as well as other resources. The public does not need permission to use any of these materials as long as the hotline's logo is not altered in any way. And I'll be honest with all of you, I think this has been the roughest October of my life for many reasons, but I'm working through it by setting aside the time and space to do so and working with a therapist. And that's okay too if you are in a helping or healing profession like a teacher, a nurse, a therapist, or coach. We all need guidance and a support system as well, especially when it comes to dealing with our own stuff. And if you decide to try the setting the table for a feast activity, perhaps create a table with the theme of a true support group. So not just people that always say yes to you, but people that will shoot it to you straight and give you the truth despite how harsh or how difficult it may seem. Those are the people I want in my corner and not people that are merely going to tell me what I want to hear. That's nice, but it also needs to be grounded in truth. Okay, so there you have it. In this episode, we talked about the 50 States game, setting the table for a feast, and why celebrity deaths affect us so much. And you can find links in the show notes at thelimetreecoaching.com and free downloads for lesson plans and self-care tips at teacherspayteachers.com. My shop name is The Lemon Tree by AKS. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please feel free to leave a rating and a review and share the Lemon Tree Coaching Podcast with a friend. And if you'd like some daily inspiration, you can follow me on Instagram at the Lemon Tree Coaching. Okay, as usual, it's been a pleasure sharing this space with you and I will see you next week with more evidence-based research, tools, and strategies grounded in positive psychology. I'm Dr. Allison Sukameli. Have a great week.